0: Do so you never know what's happening in ball uh, <laughs> as, as the as the fresh prince, I gotta maintain order in my kingdom.
1: morning good evening good whatever time of the day you've decided to join us welcome back to another episode of hate to burst your bubble my name is zach and with me is my co-host and all-star third baseman Vinny. what's up
0: hey everybody i just want to say my my debut at third base was very short-lived next game actually last week i got uh got punished uh, back to the outfield so back out <laughs> there again. apparently i didn't do good enough for for travis at third base so i'm not surprised high expectations great guy though um other than that no just you know just got through a, a brutal uh brutal couple couple weeks from midterms and got a lot of assignments done. A lot of projects are kind of nearing the end here. And, and I mean I think we got about four weeks, five weeks left until the end of the semester for for undergrad here. So it's almost time. We're almost there. That's great. But uh yeah, things are things are great with me. Otherwise I mean work's going smoothly and everything. So yeah, can't complain. How about you, bud?
1: Uh I'm not doing too bad. Last the last episode we recorded two ish weeks ago on a Monday. And since then it's pretty much been a uh, a colossal shit show in my life. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more as we go through with the topic of the of this episode, but it's been pretty rough for the kid over here, as you know just a lot a lot a lot happened a lot was a lot's been on my mind since then and we'll we'll leave it at that for now i don't wanna it's a, a lot of my talking points are based off of <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, Don't ruin the material for later.
1: Yeah, can't yeah. spoil. it. We'll be burning out of
0: questions. Can't have a 15-minute episode. That'd be bad.
1: It would be awful. Not a fan.
0: Would not be good.
1: So I guess I'll mention this because we—I mean, we briefly touched on it, or like you and I have separately. But we have two. We've uh, we've made it international. We have a we have a few listeners from Germany and a few listeners from uh, Singapore. I can love you,
0: German beer. So can
1: you believe that?
0: No, nah, don't know how that happened. I had zero doubt it happened, but I love it. Thank I'm, you, Apple. I'm assuming like love your podcast podcast out great gets us out to a wide range of listeners
1: nice little plug there for our
0: international listeners thank you guys for listening you guys are great hey feel free to shoot us a message on instagram or instagram <laughs> <laughs> and let us know any uh any topic you might want discussed we can we can dive into just about anything here not afraid Definitely. to roll up sleeves and get dirty
1: i'll be on board with that so uh today's topic is social support so we'll be covering what our experience are with and without support how to build a strong support network or a team and how to be a great supporter for either your support network your family and your friends so just so we're on the same kind of on the same page here just a basic what is support it's i mean if you look it up it's going to come up as giving assistance to enabling a function or to act so that'll be kind of the basis of what we're what we're spreading out here so earlier probably like five minutes ago we were talking about what went on in my life uh recently so i guess i'll start with that last two tuesdays ago as many of you know Vinny and i went to a all catholic male high school we were taught by we were taught by a priest we were taught by a priest father george dude that dude is still alive
0: you know he taught my mom
1: yeah that's nuts
0: she's like 55 oh, shit. he
1: taught my dad my dad's
0: 56 yeah yeah it's uh he's he's been around
1: yeah so father george he he was the priest that taught all of us and then At Central, there is a separate sect of brothers called the Christian Brothers. Uh, I'm not quite familiar with all of the rules that they follow in in terms of clergy life and things like that, but they played a vital role in in kind of molding the Central tradition. They frequently switch out. So there's some brothers that stay for a while. Some of them end up transferring back over to uh, LaSalle, the college and the high school over on the Philly side of the state. But one, I would say there was two very, very specific ones. Ones that when I was a senior in high school, I stayed close with after I left. Um, one of them's brother, Don. He's actually out at LaSalle right now. He's a chemistry teacher. Uh, he taught me AP Chem. If you can believe that, I had to write my way into that class. I'm
0: a fucking brag. <laughs>
1: uh, so I had AP Chem with brother, Don. I still talk to him uh, routinely, even though he's on the other side of the state. And then the other one was brother, Kevin. Don't quite have the words still to process it. But last Tuesday, right before I was getting ready to go to hockey to coach, actually coach Central's team, I received a phone call that Brother Kevin ended up passing away. It was one of the hardest things I think I was told in recent memory. Uh, he was more than just a teacher to me. He was a mentor. He was a friend. He he passed away on the 6th. I was with him on the 1st. Um, we sat over at Central. We just kind of talked. I talked to him about life work. Uh, this podcast, actually, and just I would say about everything I was doing. I don't really have a lot of mentors. Just I just kind of have done things my own way. And he was definitely one of them to so to lose it it's pretty tough to deal with yeah
0: no and i mean i think you know kind of just the nature of life and you know kind of how you know that that week uh you know like from the 1st to the 6th kind of unfolded for you i mean i i didn't personally have them but i know from how the christian brothers are as people um they're all great and they all care about us and you know i know you were very close with them so i know it was, it was definitely hard on you but uh yeah it's just you know the the unpredictability of life and definitely a definitely a trying time in the central community
1: yeah well that partnered with I I, th- I think it was about a month ago we talked about like Terrell yeah. and then Juice was after that and it's just yeah. Central Catholic having a rough back half of 2020 year.
0: Yeah, first first quarter of the school year too. Yeah. Rough. That's rough.
1: It just sucks. There's there's no really easy way to describe it besides it sucks. I mean, when you look at death, death is never something that a lot of people tend to think about or put time into and you never expect something to happen, especially, I mean, to just sit with him and know that he was fine and five days later he's gone. It's, it's just, it blows is like the easiest that's the easiest way i can summarize it personally i didn't really feel like i didn't want to go to practice but i still had to go i have a team of uh nine kids that depend on my brother and i to go and coach them so like i showed up to practice thinking that i was gonna hockey's been my escape from a lot of things for a long time and i was like oh i get to go to hockey where i can just forget about it skate around whole practice that's all we fucking talked about i was like god and then wednesday definitely didn't feel like going to work thursday didn't feel like doing anything. Friday, went to work, left work early, went to the viewing. Saturday, went to the funeral, went to work immediately afterwards. Sunday was the first time that I kind of just had some time where to sit and think about it and that was awful. Yeah. It was it was awful. Our topic is support and I think that with death and you have to have some type of support and I'm, I'm happy that I have friends that are there to help me, especially through this, but we'll first cover without support and what it's like. It's shown to be linked to depression and loneliness. It also impacts your brain function and it increases the risk of further health, it- health issues such as heart disease. Vin, what's your experience when if if there's a time when you didn't have support and what did uh what did it feel like
0: i think i wouldn't say didn't have support but i think like when my grandfather passed away it was 2006 and so i was a sophomore in high school sophomore freshman and i kind of just you know i turned i turned off from the world so i didn't i didn't accept anything and like i know there was a lot of stuff there my mom was there to help me i have two aunts that were there to help me Uh, my dad was there to help me so it was you know it was um it, it no, know, it it got it got really lonely. You know, because that was like the first death that you know I had experienced that was close to home. Because my pap lived with us, so I think that was you know that was probably like the first one that I had that was really tough for me. It, it's it's going going through a loss like that without being able to talk to somebody or just like you know like having a having a supporting cast or what whatever it may be is it's it's tough. It's lonely, and you know you kind of just get you get real into your thoughts real quick, which is definitely not good.
1: Yeah, I would I would say un, unsupervised or unsanctioned thoughts are probably some of the hardest things to deal with. We've talked about this, but my psych degree is based off my, it's a giant case study of myself is what it was. When I was a freshman at Duquesne, I kind of hit a wall. Like I came, I mean, you knew me in high school. I was pretty smart. Like I never really had to study. I came into Duquesne thinking it was going to be the exact same way. And boy, was I wrong. Yes. Yeah, I got, yeah, right. <laughs> That's probably why we're here for seven years.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, we'll go with that.
1: But it got to a point where I was like, yeah, you know what? Like I'm good. I'll be fine. I failed cal- which is the first class I failed my entire life.
0: Seven. That's it. Sands are seven. I'd be
1: calling Brad up with the Excel spreadsheets that we talked about in episode five (laughs) and hoping for the best. Very true. But like I failed Kelp. That was the first time I was injured for hockey in a long time since I got my concussion which was sophomore year of high school. So there was that and just that blend of stuff and like in the relationship I was in we were fighting which that doesn't also help with anything and I just I developed extreme test anxiety from pharmacy school and then it led into depression and I wasn't sleeping I wasn't eating it wasn't good and once you get into that mindset then it goes it just you feel very very alone even though people tell you all the time like like I was told to snap out of it and oh you'll be fine and it's it's not that big of a deal it's just one exam well when you get a 40 on one exam and then you get another exam and you get a 40 on that one like like it's not just another exam and I think whenever you get into that mindset it's very very hard it's very hard to see kind of the, the light at the End of the tunnel. It was extremely hard for me. And like, if I wasn't dating the person I was dating at the time, there's probably a high, there's a very high chance I would not be sitting here. And to think back on it and how what I went through and where I'm at now, like, when you develop those type of things and they never go away, they kind of like there's days that I get up and it's fine. Like, I'll get up, I'll go running, and I'm fine. I'm great. I'm like, oh, this is great. There's other days where I wake up and I'm like, do I belong here? Do I have a role here? Like, what's my purpose? is here? Am I enough for this shit? I mean, whenever you let your thoughts go unsupervised, I think it's really, it can be really, really hard to pull yourself out.
0: No, I I agree with that. You know, I agree with that a lot. I mean, and it, it opens up the whole doorway into you know kind of like mental health and you know, like mental awareness as well so yeah I, I definitely definitely uh support that
1: so how did you kind of how did you pull yourself either, or did you have a network that you can use for support after the passing or did you kind of just let it go for a little while
0: yeah I mean it kind of just got to you know got to a point where it was just further away <laughs> believe it or not like I kind of think with like stuff like that I'm, I'm partially kind of like anti-social with it which you know like I said it's kind of probably hard to believe for me i I think with stuff like that i don't i always try to like compartmentalize it and you know kind of take care of it myself you know which kind of like looking back on it now like you know it's very foolish because there are people that i can turn to that i know i can talk to about it and you know there's a lot of people that you know that i can lean on you know for that support network you know so obviously at that time i didn't know you you were still probably like sixth grade even smaller than you are today but uh, you know, like I had uh, you know, like Dawson was there, Roper, you know, kind of all those guys. You know, we've been friends since fourth or fifth grade. So you know, kind of looking back on it, you know, they were all all people that were in my life. But I kind of just you shut all that down. But I think for me, it just you know, it I I never really opened up about it, and it kind of just as as it got further away from you know the passing, it was you know kind of just got better. But yeah, just kind of keeping that stuff buried is you know was not ideal. You know, I think it definitely causes you know more more pain in the long haul. know with that being said i think everybody kind of you know takes those events uh differently and they all kind of deal with it in their own way um there's definitely not like a right or wrong way of saying okay i'm over it now or this is how you get over the passing of a loved one it's 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 all individualized to each person and even each scenario i mean it's it could be totally different for for anything
1: yeah i kind of i kind of do the same thing that you do though Where like when my grandfather passed away that's still probably the most pain i've ever felt like i mean i was extremely close with him i used to drive him around i used to before i uh i used to buy him cigarettes <laughs> and then i used to start lying to him he'd be like yeah so like did you get those i would be like no i got the lottery tickets but they were out and he's like it's a thursday morning he's like the shipment comes i was like mm, yeah i guess they must have missed that one <laughs> like i just started lying <laughs> i mean he smoked his entire life he was in the army and like that was just yeah. part of, it was part oh, of it dude,
0: he dark all day?
1: right like it was it, i would drive him and he would he would start like coughing next to me and i i literally thought he was gonna die in my passenger seat of like my old ford express <laughs> yeah. My great, So I don't have any living grandparents. My dad's mom passed away when I was 15 in February. And I don't think I really grasped.
0: Grasp. Yeah,
1: Yeah, really struggled with that one
0: there. <laughs> I can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I think I I didn't quite get it. Probably whenever I turned, like, I'd say 17, 18, right around there, and I started taking care of my grandfather, I started putting more time and trying to learn the, the family stuff. And, like, I would take him to the barber, learned we were in the Italian mob, which is pretty sweet family fact
0: there. A little plug there.
1: I think whenever whenever those type of people pass it's really really hard and like I just shut down and for someone like me yeah. to to shut down like I mean there's people that notice and I think I there's nothing I always feel bad when they're like oh what can I do and it's really like you can't do anything yeah. like, you, you, like what I need people to do now like brother okay so brother Kevin passed away what I need people to do is just listen to me as I talk because I'm going to talk but I'm going to tell who I want to tell the facts I want to tell them like I don't want to tell yeah. I think with a support network you I mean realistically if you ask who's 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 included in a support network it's really anyone you fucking want like it's yeah. all based off of you i mean i could tell you right now there's people the five the four of you guys my sister my buddy raj sarasso like there's those type of people that i mean i can be completely open and honest with no no questions asked yeah there's other people that tell me that i should do one thing and then i go and do it and they just make excuses up and i'm not a fan of
0: that i, mean, I, I think you i think you touched on a good subject there i think there's you know there's there's always a core set of people that you have as a support pillar you know and those are those are your go-tos for you know kind of everything you know like any situation they get you like through and through like they're gonna understand you know like what makes you tick every day and like when you're off like they're gonna be able to realize it and if not right away like they'll be able to pick it up in a shorter amount of time but then you know like for me like I have you know like kind of like support from other people that you know might pertain to something different or you know just like a certain set of things so like you know I guess something like hockey related even though like you know, I worked in hockey retail for a while and played hockey for a while, or if it's like more specific to my skates, you know, like Lucas has been, you know, kind of working, you know, in hockey and around hockey stuff for 16, 17 years. So, you know, like anything I need, like fixed on skates. I mean, you know, Lucas is obviously a good friend too. And I use like, he's a, he's a good support, you know, like good support for, you know, a lot of other things, but he would be the person that I like deeply trust with like cutting my skates. Right. So, you know, I think there's, I think there's different levels of support that you can get from different types Types of people for different types of situations so you know like I said I think supports one of those things that's very unique to every situation you know because okay. even you know because you can have you know, I guess you know I don't want to give a dark example but you can have like two people pass in your family or just like two people that you know pass away and each instance is entirely different because your relationship with that person is entirely different and you might need support in an entirely different way for both of those but yeah I think you know and I think like the first thing you kind of touched on with that as far as like you know having having someone that's like there for you. I think the best case, or like best like thing that they can do is just listen to you. Because like the the worst thing that you can do is like if like someone who's experienced a passing of a loved one is just like trying to say like oh like I'm sorry like I understand like unless you've actually been through the loss of your grandparent that was very close to you that you did everything that I did with them I'm sorry but you don't understand what I'm going through right now. This like I was I was a lot closer like this is a lot different than you know your grandparent that you saw like twice a year on the holidays. You know right. that's still that's still a terrible loss and you know i'm still sorry for that but it's like i saw my grandfather like every day like he lived with us you know like i would you know kind of we would have breakfast together so stuff like that so i think just you know listening and just being there for that person and most certainly not canceling on them in their time of need that's be a decent human being it's 20 yeah. you still have to say that
1: i think that i mean so basic human desire is to have a holy trinity to use our catholic upbringing support comfort and reassurance that
0: was a sick bug.
1: right do you like do you like that little uh, add in there
0: yeah you just reminded me that i spent way too much money on grade school and high school
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and so yeah
0: and so i i've done out of my entire educational career i've had two years at a non-catholic institution
1: i've been a catholic institution since i was going to the bathroom in my own pants
0: so. i'm in i'm in the 16th grade so
1: so how are you
0: <laughs> <laughs> do the math 16 minus two is 14 years of catholic education <laughs>
1: But I mean, if everyone so if everyone's basic desire is to want those things, then if you're trying to form a support network or looking around your life to if you're not happy with something and you're looking to change something, you need to find you need to find people with. I mean, they don't necessarily have to have the exact same interest, but very similar interests or very similar mindsets and very similar goals. We talk about this all the time. Like Vinny and I have been friends since we're hitting we're hitting our 10 year anniversary soon. We have when we first met, we had very similar interests. And I think as we've grown older, we have very similar interest, goals, and mindsets. We both want to do very, we both want to do a lot of different things. We both want to be able to provide for our families when we get older. We have a lot of business ideas that we're going to explore together. I think this is something that I started doing more recently than others. But people who don't contribute anything positive, cut them the hell out of your life. Just get rid of them.
0: Cut those ties.
1: I understand you don't want to burn bridges, and you don't have to, you don't have to burn bridges in doing so. But if they're not contributing anything to what you're trying to do, don't keep them around because they're just going to tell you what you can't do. I had so many people tell me when I left pharmacy school that whenever I went into another science field, like, do I really think that's a good idea? Do I really think I can succeed in a science field when I just left one or I failed one previously? And it's like, you had no idea why I failed. Like, I failed classes because Duquesne's pharmacy program made me take six exams during the week that my grandfather passed away. He passed away a Thursday night at 7.45. I woke up 12 hours later to take a biochem exam. Should I have taken it? No, but- I was within the 24 hour time frame that they wouldn't let me move it. So I had to take it. And I ended up I couldn't take the exam and pass and I couldn't recover my grades cuz it was just really bad. For someone to question that without even knowing it go like I want to say F off but I'm not going to I'm trying not to say the F word as much.
0: Yeah, be professional, dude, grow up. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you need people if you're trying to form a good support network or a strong support system you need people who are behind you and who want the best for you not people that are going to make excuses as to why they're not there not people that are going to look in the mirror and say well i can't do this or i can't do that or like don't make excuses why you're not there either be there for that person or don't even entertain the idea i I
0: think um i think you i I just want to say something real quick on that
1: you can say whatever you want I,
0: i i think it's i think it's great you know like that that notion of like like you want people that you're going to build you up I also think at the same time you want to watch and make sure that like some of the people in your support group aren't just yes men right you know you don't want that because you, you want people that like you'll know, criticize you sometimes like you want people that are going to give you like yes but this is the reasoning or no I don't think you should do this this is the reasoning you know in the end of the day it's still going to be your decision to make but you have those people that you value their opinion and if they say no take into the take into account what they said if they say yes take into account what they said don't just have people that are just like yes do everything like it's good to have but could get you in trouble
1: i i would say more of like have people that are behind you but they also have your best interest in mind as well exactly like if i said if i would say to you like hey dude because we're looking to get into real estate but like right now financially it's not where we want it to be but like if i said tomorrow like hey dude let's buy a million dollar property you'd be like you're a fucking idiot and i'd be like you know what yeah i am. like you need an open you need to be very open and honest with each other to create the strong sense of of a support network. I well, mean dude, so- I
0: think with that pitch idea that's just awful. I mean if you gave right. me a good reasoning why we should buy a million dollar house, maybe I'll think about it.
1: Right. But I'm saying just that was right. like the only that's thing right. I can think about right now. But it's just you need you need people that are behind you and support you, but you also need people that are gonna be open and honest with you. You want people that are gonna tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear.
0: Correct. I, I, I think that's yeah I got nothing else to add to that. That's that's about as good as you can say that. Listen, I'm buzzing tonight. I, I love it. You just you keep it keep it rolling here. Keep it rolling. We're gonna let the t- go for a couple hours here in that place
1: yeah a whole four hours that's what we're planning
0: i'm gonna be so tired for work tomorrow
1: top of my notes section episode eight four hours
0: (laughs) okay i can see it i can see it picking that up now
1: yeah yeah you see it now (laughs) I
0: thought it said, I thought it said coffee, but it actually says caffeine. Yeah. Got it. it.
1: So in terms of, I mean, if you're, if you're kind of introverted and you're not, you're like, man, I don't know if I can trust certain people or I don't know if I have friends that I'd be willing to share all of my information with in terms of, I don't want to get hurt or I don't want to do this. You can always support yourself. I'm pretty good at self-motivating, but you just have to, I think if you're kind of in the mindset of there is no one around or I don't feel like i'm understood by many people we always talk about perspective and it's how you look at things or how you view things but change your you can also change your perspective on if you feel alone there's thousands and thousands of groups between joining a gym joining i know there's a duquesne has a board game club which always i always thought that was funny you could do like a club sport yeah i mean you could pretty much do anything there's a bunch of different people and i guarantee that there is also someone out there that likes very similar things that you do so if you do feel alone you can always reach out to one of those or search just search around and see what see what you like to do see what other people like to do you can also turn to a pet i know a lot of people like dogs and cats i mean we can add cats but i feel like dogs are like the main i want
0: to i want to add, add squirrels oh yeah yeah dude, I'm, t- I'm gonna get a pet squirrel it's gonna happen
1: i want to see can we <laughs> can we do the content piece we're gonna go to the park and we're just gonna record you running around chasing squirrels <laughs>
0: If I actually catch one, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to just let it go because I feel bad. But You're probably going to catch rabies is what you're really going to do. not a, n- Nothing a shot can't handle. <laughs>
1: In terms of supporting yourself, there are some things that you are good like are very, very good things to do, and there's some things that I've I've experienced tend to lead to not favorable circumstances. In terms of the good things, like find a hobby. For me, I like to draw. So drawing or hockey, which is also leads into the second point of exercising. I mean, we're training to do the half marathon. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what I say,
0: it, it sounds a lot worse. Whenever you say it. Yeah, whenever you say it or like write it on paper, it sounds a lot worse than just thinking about it.
1: I mean to be fair, and I'll say I'll self plug myself here. I mean Steph and I did hit over four miles on Sunday. I don't think my legs can handle that. Anymore. I'm I'm coming I'm coming for Usain Bolt's uh, sprinting record. Okay, okay. <laughs>
0: that's that's a hot take, but okay. That might that might get us an extra like plug or two in Jamaica. We might be able to make that happen.
1: Yeah, we might we might hit the islands. Ooh, but I, in terms of bad thing, I mean, we both talked about that. We kind of we kind of isolate. Isolating is really really tricky because it could lead to deeper things. So if you do isolate, just be be aware of what's happening and what you're doing it's okay to isolate for a day or a few days it's really bad to isolate longer than i would say like two to three days would you say that's fair enough
0: yeah i think yeah
1: i mean it's it's entirely up to that person
0: yeah but i i I think like you know i think for me you know personally like whenever i get some like you know bad news you know i know that's very generic but i i kind of like to you know be by myself for a little bit so i i would say like that day or two thing is you know like you know two to three days is probably pretty uh pretty good that's a good time frame just to Kind of, you know, collect your own thoughts and right. then, you know, kind of like it, it helps you formulate like who you want to reach out to. And like if you're reaching out to somebody in that time frame, you know, like it's kind of like the person that you need to be connecting with as well.
1: Right. So watch out for isolating. Another thing to avoid is excessive amounts of caffeine. Caffeine's no is known to raise anxiety. So just be aware of that. And alcohol. I mean, alcohol is categorized as a depressant. So, I mean, there's really not much else to add to that one. Fucking
0: lame. <laughs> Depressant, my ass. Dude, have you ever see me depressed on alcohol? Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? That's. That <laughs> my-
1: Hoffer House with yeah. Wes and Lucas just bobbing your fucking head. <laughs>
0: I was hammered. Okay, <laughs> but I, I will say little little fun fact here for you. A little health fact: You can drink 46, 46 8 four-six, eight-ounce cups of coffee before your heart can no longer take the caffeine intake. So do with it with you will. Just saying, does increase anxiety, apparently, allegedly. But I, you know, personally think twenty to thirty ounces of coffee a day is a good thing. I not said for,
1: excessive. Not for,
0: I... not for your gut, not for your insides. <laughs> but if you're drinking just black coffee, studies have shown it does help to boost the metabolism a little bit too. So. It's Central weight loss factors. Not saying that we're solving weight problems now too, but do it all <laughs> on the podcast. We're really bursting. We're really bursting bubbles.
1: That information came straight from Mayo Clinic. So
0: <sighs> mine came from the CDC. Even better. Dot Gov. So that's kind of official,
1: right? This the same uh, the same CDC that said to wear masks, but people are still outside with no mask on.
0: Oh, dude, <laughs> let me tell you about this experience I had last night before we get too derailed. So I had to I had to take Dawson out Harmerville to pick something up, and uh, he was picking up some laundry, and I, I was like, okay, well, I need I need a Stopping at get beer and they just put that new sheets in right i'm like this place looks nice right right so i go in there and there's like four or five mutants walking around without a mask on just mutants like hills have eyes type of people and i'm just like standing there and i'm just like is it that hard like it's not that hard at all put a mask on you're coming into a store for 10 minutes just wear a mask it's not for you it's for everybody else and like, i feel bad for the workers because like they, they they it was like an older lady and like a younger girl and like they were the only two people working so i was i feel like they're they you know wanted they might have wanted to say something but just just you know didn't really have you know support to back them up on that so that's that's my that's my story i hate people that can't follow just communal guidelines
1: well yeah at this point i mean there's people that wear them there's people that don't
0: i don't know what else to say about it like just grow up like grow up
1: just like put it on like i have to wear one seven days a week at both my jobs it's not that big it's not a. it's literally not that big of a deal
0: i mean i I just do it on the weekends because i work from home during the week but yeah like it doesn't bother me like it's become like yeah it's 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 probably bad to say that it's become like you know second nature but and and it does it does feel weird you know I was uh this is probably bad to say but like I was down in North Carolina in May and like as we were driving down there like in Virginia like they didn't really have a mask mandate I completely forgot like I was just I got out of the car like went into the Starbucks and like just walked into the place and like it took me like 10 seconds of like once I was in there I was like oh shit I forgot my mask and then I looked around and nobody else was wearing it and I was like this it was the weirdest feeling and that was only like two months in so now that we're like a full-blown like feels like Ten years later, you know, if we get to a point where like there's not a mask mandate anymore, you don't have to wear masks. It's gonna be the weirdest couple weeks getting adjusted, so be ready (laughs) mentally. It's gonna be bad. I'm gonna need support. (laughs) I'll be here. Might might, might have to wean myself off. Might have to wear one of those like clear face masks that people are wearing because that works. Like a mesh face mask because that's how that's how this stuff works. Yeah. In case you guys were wondering, that's locking everything. It's like a fish net, just catches everything. Yeah, that's good. I'm good. I'm good. I got everything off. I needed to say. You look a
1: little. You uh, you went off. Got a little triggered there.
0: Dude, these these um so look, I got I'm I'm not going to lie also, uh I'm going to plug a little uh, sponsor here. This is a free ad read, but uh Canada Dips from Humboldt County, California. They make CBD pouches. Got two of these puppies in right now. I'm feeling pretty solid. Hmm. I haven't chewed in over a month yeah so. we're good we're doing good off, we off the, off the sauce i just got a nice little cbd pouch so yeah we want to we want to keep the teeth for uh keep the teeth later in life i do i do like having my teeth i do like chewing steak can't really have, i mean i guess you can have a steak if you don't have teeth but it's not the same like no. can you imagine having to drink like a steak smoothie no yeah exactly so keep your teeth so the back, back to our topic how do we get the steak smoothies uh
1: we started talking about masks
0: that's my fault <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's my better. I think I think in an episode that carries a heavy, dark undertone. Some light humor and storytelling isn't isn't going to be too bad.
0: I think I think that's a good idea. You're, you're probably right.
1: But So some of you, I, I mean I don't really know if anyone has questioned but like up until this point we've talked about kind of how to build a strong support network, what it's like if you feel like you don't have support. Um, yeah. But in terms of why support is even important so the Mayo Clinic, that's where I got most of my information from but I also pulled it from some other stuff. The Mayo Clinic states that there's a link between social Relationships in different areas of health and wellness. Support also helps with coping with stress, it reduces trauma-induced disorders or events. I mean, PTSD is was named as one of them, but it also improves motivation through the connection that you have with people striving to achieve the same goal. I would say a good example of that would be so my friend Steph and I are she's pretty much been my running partner because we run really early in the mornings and then in the afternoons. Uh, Vinny and I are running together and I think whenever you're running and you're trying I mean I push Steph tells me all the time like I push her to run more when in actuality like by the time we hit mile three like my legs are on fire like I'm not a runner at all but the fact that she like I've pushed her to hit her goals and in turn I don't know if she knows it but she's pushing me to meet mine like if we're running and like we do we do like anywhere from two and a half to four but depending on the day and the time and things like that but if I'm running and we hit three miles like I'm gonna push to hit three and a half just because but if she's next to me and she's like oh I can I think it was last Wednesday and she's like you know you know we're struggling because we're not talking and like I normally talk when I run I mean we talk when we run too and but and she's like you know we're struggling whenever we're we're not talking so what I started doing was I would just count the blocks so like we run in down in Southside, so we go down, down to Hoffer House we come up the same way we were running like through Carson bless you and if we're like if we're like block 18 or whatever and we go down to 11th every block i'm like oh one more one more one more and it's when you have people that are striving to do the same thing as you having a and especially if it's someone that is supporting you along the way i think it goes a long way in helping you push yourself to go further than what you even could
0: think you could do oh 200 dude i can't I can't run more than like two miles like without running with somebody like I can do two miles by myself. Um, I'm not gonna say it's easy, but yeah, I, it's it's a lot it's a mental game for me when i'm running by myself but when i'm like when i run with you uh definitely i mean i think we did what we did a 5k that day yeah and yes i mean i think it's i think it's a lot easier kind of when you kind of are running with someone else you kind of you know you're motivating each other you're having those little conversations and you're not you're not in your own head as much Mm. Uh, so like for me like that's huge because like when i'm in my own head like i start feeling you know kind of like the you know my you know, like the legs, like the pain in the legs and everything. And I I start feeling that a lot sooner. And then I start thinking like, okay, well, maybe I just turn around here and you like go back or like maybe I just do this. So, yeah, no, I think, I think running, you know, you know, running with someone or doing like something with someone like that is big for motivational reasons.
1: I mean, even, I mean, look at lifting. I mean, we're going to start doing that obviously, but.
0: Big picking things up and putting things down.
1: We're going to look like Arnoldson with that Thor kettlebell that's coming to my door.
0: (laughs) I might throw that through someone's car window one day. (laughs) <laughs> and just hope it comes back if it doesn't you, you're getting your money back too so yeah it's a rip off <laughs> but, come back. what do you mean
1: <laughs> it's 35 pounds it's a kettlebell i'll be like uh no it's thor's hammer it's supposed to return to my hand
0: <laughs> i was holding my hand out the entire time never came
1: back. <laughs> the magnetic strip did not work
0: i'm i'm i'm, I'm triggered by it
1: <laughs> but I—I I mean, even with lifting, with people that do sets. I mean, you always see those videos on like Sports Center or Bleacher Report of the whole football team. I think it's Saquon Barkley where he's just lifting or squatting like a ridiculous amount of weight. Yeah. But. But literally the entire team is, like, surrounding him and they're all, like, cheering him on as he does it and then he does it and they all, like, jump on him and things like that. I mean, even there, like, that's that's a strong – a team environment is probably one of the stronger support systems you could have.
0: I, I will say squatting is one of my favorite and least favorite uh, exercises to do. Like, I love – I love legs. Like, I love doing legs. Uh, I think mainly because, like, I see that translate the most, like, to hockey. Right. Um. Like, when I was, like, really at my peak, Um, when I was playing uh, college you know we had a game, I forget who it was. it was against Case Western, and it was the opening game of the season. We lost. We were up five nothing. We ended up losing six five. Not a good way to start the season. Noodle got shelled. Not surprised. Um, but we got back because we, we played in Cleveland. We got back at like ten thirty. Um, literally left right from campus. I like got in my car and went to the gym and just like hammered out a leg day. Um, just because like we had practiced two days later, so I wanted to be ready for it. But yeah, the old knees sometimes on squats doesn't uh sometimes sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. So <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's it's. it's it's fun though. No, I like that. And like kind of like core workouts are, you know, what I really notice kind of like translate the most into my, or like into like my hockey game. Mm. Uh, so like those, like doing like those days, like I, I work out core pretty much, you know, like every, every time we work out. Uh, so be ready for that. That's um, fun. Yeah. Can also do legs every day too. So just staying.
1: <clears throat> How did you, okay. So you transferred to Duquesne, what two years, it's been three years, two? Two, and half, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half. This is my
0: third fall. Sem- well, I guess technically it's only two years ago. This is my third fall semester. Yeah. In the spring, so
1: up. jumping from your previous sports teams in college and then come into the art like my Duquesne team. In terms yeah. of the support from teammates and things of that, like did it change as you moved or did you feel a shift? Like was like if, if you had to pick through your entire since you're getting ready to graduate in about a month, or I guess a month and two weeks. Whenever you moved, like if you could go back <laughs> at the at the end at the end okay, I guess at the end of your college experience experience if you look back on all the teams you were a part of in college what team was what team did you feel offered the most support and why
0: um i think it would have probably been like that first year duquesne team I think roller hockey and ice hockey are two very different sports right um, i think ice hockey was a lot more fun it was a lot more like bro time because of like the nature of the game um you know and we had you know two practices a week two games a weekend so we were together you know four times a week mm-hmm. um but i think The difference between that and the reason I picked like the Duquesne team uh, was because like when I was at CCAC we had like we had students from every campus. So I was at the Allegheny campus, which is on the north side. There were only three other kids on our team that were at Allegheny campus. We had South Campus kids, we had kids from North Campus, we had kids from (laughs) the satellite location. So we had kids from all different things. Whereas with the Duquesne team, you know, my first semester ties in one of my classes. I see some of the guys walking around campus. I have a you know a coffee with Wes um, on the sixth floor of the business building, you know, like all these different things, you know, kind of made me feel more a part of the team. And I think because, you know, with roller hockey, there's smaller teams overall. I feel like it's a lot easier to be, you know, closer with everybody whereas like with ice hockey and at least like at CCAC like I'm sure at schools where like everybody's on the same campus it's different but like it's kind of tough to you know craft that same bond you know when we're kind of only seeing each other for like one hour this day one hour this day and then game days I mean game days were a little different especially when we had road trips Uh um because you know like we were you know we go to Cleveland Edinburgh you know stuff like that we're on the bus for like three or four hours right um and then we have like an hour or two warm up and then we have a game but I think with like roller hockey with it being like a smaller group, and then Like I said, we were all on the same campus. I think I got the most support from that.
1: I would say if I had to pick a team that I've been – that has offered the most support, it would probably be – I mean, this year's – our team this year, I guess last year technically, was really strong. I would say like our defensive grouping was probably the best group of guys I've played with across my entire hockey career. Yeah. Just – it was – me. I mean, it was obviously me and you. Goldberg was the goalie. I've known him since my – sophomore year and then Ty and Dante and it's like Dante drove with
0: us. Okay, handsome. Li-
1: handsome dude. We gotta get him on here.
0: I, I guess we're gonna have to talk about personal health and fitness out there. Well,
1: yeah, see, but now we have more to offer because we're like kind of inching towards that. Yeah, maybe. Before it was all like pizza, beer, wings.
0: Well, well, that hasn't changed.
1: <laughs> Still is. We just we we're now taking steps to uh, not let it affect
0: us physically. Yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna hover now. Instead of putting on weight, I'm just gonna kind of right. maintain. has got to hit I the gym. extra hard the next day
1: yeah and like obviously i live with ty but i just think that that group of guys like it didn't matter where we plugged like you could have played with dante or you could have played with ty or i could have played with both like vice versa it didn't matter where you plugged us but we were all so close as friends and as teammates that like i feel like we motivated each other to play better like if if I made a shitty play like I didn't come back to the bench and feeling like oh shit I let the whole squad down. It was like uh, I came back to the bench and like you were right there like it's all right dude like we'll just get them the next time and I'm like all right. I think when you have a like support comes in many different shapes and sizes but whenever you can get it and you truly feel like the other person has a genuine interest in you I think that's one of the most empowering things you could feel as a human.
0: I, I agree. And yeah, I mean, I think like with hockey, especially, I mean, there's, and I mean, it it just translates into life. I mean, and we talked about failing. Um, there's no need to beat somebody up about it. I mean, if, if, if they didn't, you know, if they're not trying their hardest or they're just, you know, kind of messing around, it's a different story. But if you see somebody putting in like effort and they just, you know, don't get it done or they come up short, motivate them to, you know, do better, or, you know, like talk to them and just be like, hey, like maybe try this next time. You know, like it's yeah. it goes a long way with them. And, you know, like the last thing they need to do is be belittled because they just, you know, they're they're, they're already feeling down that they, you know, kind of just dropped the ball. So there's right. there's absolutely no. No point.
1: I think when so if you're if you're looking at how to be a good supporter or even a great supporter for your your support team or like your friends or your family, it's a I'm going to pull I'm going to pull the phrasing from my buddy's podcast because their podcast title is called Give and Take and I think for strong groups, I mean, there's a few things you can do. Obviously staying in touch, like answer the damn text message. I hate people that if you text someone and they don't respond, see you later. Yeah. And that like and. I would say call every now and then. Um, Last night I talked to one of, she was the director of orientation whenever I was a chair, but I knew her outside of orientation, but she's one of my closest friends, Emily. She moved all the way, she moved to LA. She's a school teacher out there. I talked to her on the phone last night for about an hour and a half. I mean, we don't talk as frequently as we did whenever we were at Duquesne, obviously, but we always had those deep type of conversations and uh, even though she moved all the way out there i mean i still we talk we try to do about every two to three months we check in and just hey how are you i mean she's coming back right after thanksgiving so i think we're gonna try to hang out then and it's it's nice to just it's nice to talk over the phone i mean texting's always good and like obviously that's the most convenient way that our generation communicates But I would say talking over the phone, there's something about it that just makes it different. I would say in like people in long distance relationships will tell you, and I can tell you from my experience in one, when you talk to your loved ones over the phone and you can hear their voice, the only thing that you're, so I thought this was interesting whenever I learned it, but one of the only things that your brain cannot replicate is someone's voice. You can describe it, but you can't, like, you can't recall exactly what it sounds like, which I thought was pretty cool. Did I stump you over there?
0: Dude, stop. You got me in deep thought. Show the fuck out. <laughs> yeah yeah thanks dude now i'm wow fucking brains on a pretzel
1: <laughs> but just answer if even if you can't talk i mean there's sometimes where i mean we'll text each other and vin might be busy at work or i'm slammed at work and i'm just a quick like hey i'm slammed at work i'll talk to you later type of deal like just something like just answer it or if you don't even want to talk like just be like hey now's not a good time like i'll reach out later honestly yeah like the whole thing the whole thing where you kind of lead people on or you'll answer and then i'll take 19 years to get a response back like that is that is some of the most childish shit ever like just be an adult and just respond just be open and honest especially if these are your this, if this is part of your support network honesty is honesty and trust is the foundation of building a strong network for anything So no. you, yeah i mean you got to stay in touch and then don't compete be genuinely happy when you're when your peeps succeed. I mean, Vinny got a new job. I was probably supporter. Number one, like Vinny, like we score in hockey. It's very clear to tell, like our games are not serious. Like none of us are going to the NHL, but I mean, if we score one, it's a miracle that I've even shot the puck. Cause
0: I never shoot, but Literally the biggest pet peeve about you as a player.
1: Right. I just don't shoot. I can't like, I can't shoot. It's not like my shot in high school where it was a rainbow, but
0: <laughs> gotten better. i I couldn't imagine it getting worse
1: yeah i mean it was bad but just genuinely be excited i think whenever i was in pharmacy school uh The pharmacy program kind of breeds you into this, it's me or it's it's me or it's me or you. And I used to have friends that they would get exams back and they would be like, Oh, what'd you get? Oh, I got an 87. I would be thrilled with an 87 because my ass was getting 40s. But I had other friends that were like, Oh, I got a ninety seven, and like my friend that got my friends that got eighty sevens would be like, Oh, I can't believe they got a ninety seven. They didn't study as hard as I did, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. Like, one, you guys both passed. Two, one of you got a high B and the other one got a high A. Like, stop bitching and just be genuinely happy for them like it's not like life is not you're all going the same way in pharmacy school you're all working towards the same goal you're working to be licensed pharmacists to help out your communities why at the end of the day when you get out of school unless in i know gpas are starting to matter i mean it depends where you go but they matter in some situations over others but like just be genuinely why can't we just be genuinely happy for each other what's your take on the first two points well the first one had you in a pretzel but (laughs) what do you think about the the don't compete
0: one. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the whole voice thing. We're uh, we're, we're past that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I I think the the don't compete thing is something that, you know, I've really started to kind of like look at a lot recently I don't know why I was always just like over competitive growing up so that was kind of just like something that I uh you know I always I always looked at like oh someone else is you know kind of doing better than me but you know as I kind of grew up and realized that the world's a big enough place for everybody to succeed you know you kind of start looking at things a lot differently and I think when you look at it as that perspective you know like if you if you're chasing money like there's hundreds of trillions of dollars out there like someone you know someone doing this for you know ten thousand dollars isn't going to cut into you doing something for $10,000. So, you know, I think, you know, when if you look at it that way, if that's what's, that's what your motivation is, then, you know, like there's always like, there's enough money for everybody in the world to go around, you know, as far as, you know, as far as jobs, I mean, I can see that being a little bit different because there are a finite amount of those. So it is a little bit of a competition in that aspect. But in the end of the day, like, you know, you have to, you have to trust in the process that if you didn't get selected for a job, then the recruiters did, you know, what they, you know, what they thought is best for the- company and you know be happy for that person learn you know what marketable skills you can get and come back better next time don't be mad at the person i mean it's not like you know if like like i said if they get a job over you it's not their fault it's kind of your fault in a way
1: i would say it's really hard especially with social media to not compare yourself to other people i i found it last week it kind of led into a lot of what i was feeling but i just i genuinely didn't feel like i was enough for anything like for UPMC, i was always i've been told like oh you don't have a farm D so you're never going to be able to get an upper management and like that pisses me off and I didn't. my family is sometimes questioning the fact that I work so much and that I work seven days a week and weeknights and things like that. So sometimes I don't feel like I'm adequately enough as a son or as a sibling to my, to my family. And like, that sucks for me too. And there's times where I feel like I work so much that I'm not around for my friends. And it's like, am I enough for my friends or things like that? And I think when my one friend specifically, like he just, he got out of a relationship, but he's one of those people that he gets right out of a relationship and he kind of gets back into like another one and I mean don't get me wrong like at a former point in my life that was also me but I think after after Nick like I took it's been two years and I'm still processing all that and I mean I was with her seven years and there was a lot of stuff that went on and a lot of it was bad from both ends and I mean I could have been a lot better than I was but I was also young and there's there was a lot of different things that went into it but like to watch him get out of a relationship and go right back into another one and then like have this carousel where he just goes around and around and it's almost like even when he's not there just like spins and spins and spins and like it's frustrating it it was frustrating for me to watch that because the person that I I mean you know who she is I'm not going to mention her name but the person that I'm aspiring to be with is Mm it's just a very tricky situation for me. And it's like, I got so frustrated that I felt like I wasn't enough. And I think that it's really hard to not compare yourself and compete with other people. But the way I snapped out of it is, I mean, I I talked to Steph about it. I talked to you and the uh, Gaps and Kira about it too and I kind of just hit a point where I was like you know what kind of fuck that I'm enough I mean fuck look at everything Steph had me write down so I've been journaling that's been my new activity which I, c- I can't tell you what I write it because you would just shit all over me
0: yeah, well, no comment on the fucking journal thing anyway, so.
1: Well, there's like list in it and I know how much you, much, I know how much you love I'm a, I'm a
0: fan of it now.
1: Well, okay, so like every every day what I do is I track, I put my to-do list in it, obviously. And then I, at the end of every day, I write three positive things that happened in the day or three things that, Made me happy, and then I write three things that I want to improve on. Yeah. So that the next day I can look back and be like, Am I making an adequate effort to improve on these? Th-? And then I always write, I save a page, and then I at the top of it it's like so like today would be 10:19. It would say 10:19, how to go, and then I just write my thoughts from the day, and it's basically just a way for me to just kind of. Compartmentalize what went on during the day, what I liked, what I didn't like, what I need to do for tomorrow. It kind of like puts everything into perspective. And like Steph, um, Steph had me write down everything that I accomplished and everything that I'm great, like thankful for. And like that really helped me out last week and Kelly now helped me get me out of like a a spiraling effect of where I knew exactly where it was going to go. And like, I reached out to one of my other friends and I ended up getting into a fight with her basically because I felt that she wasn't there and she kind of came back at me and she said that I was expecting too much out of her. And I mean, it is what it is. I'm just, I'm not going to speak on it. I said my piece on it earlier where I said that if you're going to be there for someone, you either need to be there or you need to get the fuck out of the way. Like
0: hundred percent or nothing.
1: Yeah. You can't, and especially with with like someone that has anxiety and someone that has depression. If you're gonna, if you're part of their support network, you need to understand. You need to understand them and what's gonna help them. And for me, like not responding is one of my biggest pet peeves because of the way my ex girlfriend and I's relationship ended. And for her to know that and then do it, um, I just it pissed me off and it didn't help me. It just it actually made things a lot worse. So that goes along with if you are if you are part of a strong group like you do need to listen so listen when they speak and find out what's important to them but don't go overboard with it like don't overwhelm them but also don't underwhelm them and save those high demand times for when you truly need them if i like me and you text every day it's kind of just we go over ideas we kind of just talk about what's going on in our lives and like that's great but if i ever texted you like hey i'm struggling like you know that something's wrong and that's uh, that's exactly the message i sent to steph and shh I felt that she was very good with helping me out and so the last two points I want to make is they kind of go hand in hand you need to appreciate them so say the thank yous and let them know how important they are to you and then give back to them so be there when they need you and I know that I know that our friends listen to this so um Steph Kira and Gabs I appreciate everything you guys do for not only me but also Vinny and like I'll let him say whatever he wants to say but um to my family members that are also listening like thank you for being there and so supporting me. I try to do everything I can to make you guys proud. And for all of my friends that are listening or anyone else that has had an impact on my life or has helped me get to where I am, I truly do appreciate it. I might not be the best at showing it, um, but I, I I truly do appreciate everything that everyone has done for me to help me get to where I am. And then I'll let, I'll let you say your piece or whatever
0: you want to say on those. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't I don't know. I mean, I I, I guess we'll start with the other you know, three girls. I mean, you know, I know like I haven't really been, you know, been in the group long, but you know, for the time I have been here, you guys have all been, you know, awesome. And, you know, the advice that I've gotten or, you know, just the the support that I've gotten from you three have just been, you know, kinda great. And you guys are always there to, you know, kinda either tell me I'm doing something stupid or you know, whatnot. So I definitely appreciate that. And, you know, kind of look forward to, you know, seeing, seeing where these friendships go and, you know, uh, all the fun and shenanigans that we can have um, when things open back up, hopefully. Uh, But yeah, I think with my family, I mean, I don't, I don't think my mom listens, even though like she doesn't know how to like uh she doesn't know how to work the podcast up she's like what's a podcast and I'm like well shit (laughs) but yeah I mean like to her I mean I think like you know I think like with my mom like she gets she gets kind of like like sometimes she'll go through these moods where I think like it was something like kind of like you had where like you like last week where you were like am I am I enough like am I you know kind of doing you know everything right like I think she gets a like to a point where like she feels like she might not have like raised her children right and i don't know if that's like a parent thing or if that's just like my mom thing so like 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 just at random points like you know if i kind of see her having like a bad day or something i'll be like hey like i just want to let you know that like i'm you know super proud of all the stuff that you're doing and you know i'm you know i think like you did like a perfect job raising me and like it definitely wasn't easy because i'm a piece of shit asshole son but you know it's it, it's just like those small things like that and i mean everything i do all the time you know like yeah, i think we like i said in the the earlier uh earlier episodes i think it might have been episode one like i you know everything i do like working every day and like working to uh have like a better life for myself but you know also for my family and you know mainly my little brother and sister so you know they can you know do a lot more and you know kind of go a lot further than i did and uh you know with my life so yeah that's uh as far as um, I do want to say one thing though. As far as when you said uh, about comparing yourself to others, believe it or not, I listen to a TED Talk. I actually listen quite a few of them. Very educated person. Not many people know that.
1: Oh, look at you!
0: And uh, th- there was like a there was a, a TED Talk on like comparing yourself to others. And so like ever since I like listened to that one, um, you know, I I kind of had a whole different perspective on life. And I think that's really for me when the life isn't kind of like a competition with other people. It's kind of like a competition with yourself uh type of mindset set in. Um, you know, not even like it trickled all the way down because like they used an example in the TED Talk of like when you're on a golf course like you always ask like your playing partners, "Oh, what club are you hitting?" You know, it it doesn't matter. In, in golf, everybody hits a different, you know, different club. Like Travis hits his 9 iron like 170 yards and I hit it like 155. So like when I'm like, "Oh, like hey Trav, like what club are you hitting?" You know, it's 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 an entirely different thing because it's like it, it, what what does it matter to me? You know, like is that going to is it going to make me feel better? is it going to make me feel worse? No, it's it's just, you know, golf's a game of, you know, it's a game between you and the course. You know, unless you're, you know, playing against other people, but I mean even even tours on, or even pros on like the PGA Tour, you know, like they're cheering for each other, you know, supporting each other, and you know, that's like their job. So, I think if they can do it, you can do it too. <laughs> so. Yeah,
1: I I think that uh, I mean, I haven't been doing it. It was more of a thing that like I got into it cuz of pharmacy school and I haven't done it in a while. It's just where I'm at and what I'm trying to do and like I've kind of re-entered like the dating pool yeah. very loosely like <laughs> cuz I like if there's one person in mind and like I've tried everything to get her not in my head and she's still there but I think that I just think it was a combination of just everything I was going through with obviously brother Kevin passing away and then like not feeling enough and it's like why the fuck am I not enough for like it it was just part of like that and I once I like stopped thinking about it I'm like realistically why the fuck am I comparing myself to him anyways it's like I first off like the stuff that I've been through makes me very unique and like how I experience it. And obviously, I mean, every person goes through their own shit and it's the way you perceive it. And a lot of people ask me for advice and look to me as kind of a, a role model or a motivator to just push through that type of stuff. And I'm like for, I think it was like about a half hour that I was comparing myself and then I snapped out of it. And I was just like, yeah, this is stupid. Um, so it's not, I mean, it's not something that happens as frequently as it once did, but I mean, it was, it was still there. And I felt that I needed to mention it in terms of what we were talking about. But do you have, do um, you have anything else you got? I feel like this episode is pretty deep. <laughs> a lot of stuff talked about that. I don't think a lot of people probably know about us.
0: Like I, I could have went deeper, but I didn't. So
1: I have a feeling we're going to have, we're going to hit it another one where we're going to go deep
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's I th- it's just there's a, a life yeah i mean there's obviously to everyone on the outside i mean we're both pretty extroverted we both like to make jokes we both try to bring the room's environment up we both try to carry people to where we want to go and help as many people as we want to do but i think that for us to kind of take a step back and just let people into Like kind of why we are the way we are is important. I think, I mean, I don't tell a lot of people that I have depression or that I have anxiety because then they look at me like I'm some mutant that just is sad all the time or anytime I'm sad, it's like, are you depressed? It's like, no, I just, I fucking hated work today. So (laughs) like, I think for, for some people it might come as a surprise for other people that have already known. Like it's just something that I deal with from a day-to-day basis. It's a, it's a case-to-case basis for me. Um, in terms of, I mean, in terms of uh, thanking people, like I definitely am grateful for our relationship and what we're doing here. And, and I mean, I tell you that daily. I don't think I'm, I mean, I'll tell you that until I croak. So,
0: but. I might do, I might do the same. We'll <laughs> Yeah, I might get it. <laughs> you might, you might get a, you might get a, you might get a, uh, I'm grateful for not of me one once uh, a <laughs> on board man.
1: after you charge them to my fucking debit card <laughs> so on
0: Wednesday
1: cool but uh, I,
0: thought was, I thought it was a good move power move honestly
1: it wasn't that bad no the power move was paying for the whole damn thing <laughs>
0: How are you paying for this tonight? OPM, other people's money. Not money, not money. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. But if you don't have anything else to add, um, the last thing that I have to add is I know he's not here, um, but to my grandfather, to Vin's grandfather, to uh, brother Kevin, to everyone that the both of us have lost. Um, I hope everything's going well, especially the, the, the life advice that I got from brother Kevin, especially recently. Um, I met him in March, which was the first time I reached out to him since, uh, my relationship with my ex-girlfriend ended. Um, and we sat and we talked about that for about three hours. And then I saw him again that, that Thursday and we sat and we talked, um, and he told me how proud he is. I mean, he didn't know you specifically he's like the name sounds familiar I'm like yeah probably because he caused a lot of problems um I would say but like I was talking to him I was like yeah I, there's another central kid I do this podcast with like we're trying to help people as they like go into kind of what if what an adult life is and he was like I think that's really good he's like you've always had the ability to mentor people and to to share your experiences and help people so I think it's really good so um brother Kevin like I don't really have words to describe what you meant to me but um if you can hear this like thank you for everything you've done um, I hope that going forward, like Vinny and I can do whatever we can to kind of share your experience and what you've done. I mean, I know you didn't have them, but like, yeah. it's, it's anything I do, like, Hey, he'll be there. And like my grandfather's always there too. So that's all I have left. Um, next episode, we're going to be talking about student loans, everyone's favorite topic discussion so
0: i got the excel sheets for this one
1: yeah we we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of preparation about this we're gonna try to get as much information as we can for all of you if you guys have questions about student loans or anything like that please feel free to if you have our numbers um text us if you have our us on linkedin like just feel free to message us, but we want to get as much information and make that as packed as possible to help everyone. Uh, we're going to try to reach out to some of our friends too, either uh, Finney's buddies, or I have a few friends that work in accounting as well that have graduated and have started paying off their loans. So we're going to see if we can get one or maybe two of them on, maybe have two interviews. We can always do it as like,
0: I was going to say, I can, I can, I can probably get somebody. I, I, I feel like I know at least a couple people that right. may have that burden.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm about to be, you in about five weeks.
0: Oh, I get six months. <laughs>
1: But we're gonna, we're gonna try to get someone on for all of you just so we can have someone that has been through that process and can help you guys. But that's all we have for you. So we would like to thank each of you for your continued support of this podcast and in our, in our everyday lives. As always, if you do have a topic you would like us to discuss or you just wanna talk with us, feel free to follow us on our Instagram account. It's at hate to burst pod. Feel free to just send us a message. Once again, um, you can also just text us if you have our numbers or just message us on LinkedIn. Pretty much wherever you can find us but besides that we hope you have a good night uh stay safe put a mask on and we hope you join us again as we burst from our bubbles of life
0: peace everybody